Welcome back, everybody, to the Cave of Solitude, your pop culture and comic book podcast coming to you from the megacity metropolis of Toronto. I am your host, Eric Anthony. And for this episode, I was very, very, very happy to be a part of a recent virtual event for the CKX, the Chatham Kent uh, comic experience uh, hosted by Robert Bellany. I had the privilege of being a panelist or a moderator for one of the panels that they were having at the show, which would normally be uh, with people. And of course, because of the current situation that we're living in, especially in our city, in the GTA, uh, we're not able to get together the way we'd like to. But these are great ways for fans and creators to be able to interact and and mingle in the best way that we possibly can under the circumstances. So it was a very uh, wonderful privilege for me to be able to host this panel, which I was able to record and I'm gonna present it to you guys, which was about creating comics. It was featuring regular guest and friend of the show, Sam Noir, also a, a guest and a regular guest and friend of the show, Casey Parsons, both guys who we know well uh, being editors and writers and artists for Cauldron Magazine. It was also featuring Hugh Rookwood, who is a, uh, a fan a fan favorite, especially at the cons that I remember going to uh, when, he would, when we had cons here in Toronto. I think he's now located in Calgary, Alberta, but he's still a good old Canadian boy making comics, as well as uh, Alfonso Espinos, who is the the boss, the El Presidente of StudioComics.com, which uh, is a one-stop shop for comic book creators if they want to uh, print or publish their own comic, which we get into in the show, and as well as Dax, who is a the creator of Forest Folk, a weekly web comic, who's also a part of uh, Raid Studios and is going to be releasing a Kickstarter or launching a Kickstarter. I think is the appropriate term for his uh, his project. So we get into everybody's sort of experiences and the different uh, forms of comics that they've created, the creative creative process, and some of the things to consider as well as getting your book out there and how to make it as much of a success as you possibly can with the different formats that we have available. So the I forgot to press record as the as I was introduced into the panel, which is my fault. So. We're going to get into the episode with friend of the show, Casey Parsons. You'll hear him mid-sentence. So I apologize for that, and I apologize to Casey if you're listening. I didn't do it on purpose. I love you, brother. And him and Hugh had just finished the panel. You won't be able to see it, of course, because it's an audio format, but they had just finished the panel where they were doing a sketch duel of Baby Yoda. It was really, really cool. And I think that this panel is also available on the CKX Facebook page. So you could check us out there if you want to actually see the panel. But for your listening pleasure, I hope you are able to enjoy. And if you are a person who is interested in creating a book of your own, there's something helpful for you to to get out of this panel. So once again, thank you for downloading and listening to the episode. Be sure to check out everybody, everybody's work who is on the panel, which we talk about. Uh, And of course, head over to Raid Studios uh, website, raidstudios.com, I think I'll No, that is incorrect. It is www.raid.world. So go to their website and a lot of the uh, creators, you could get their books from there, such as Sam Noir or Casey Parsons, I think with Cauldron is featured there. And uh, listen listen in on the the episode and you'll be able to uh, check out everybody else's work, studiocomics.com as well. And um, 
yeah, it's been four minutes of me rambling. Check out the episode. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned. We got a lot of good con- content coming your way. This is Eric Anthony signing off for now. I've been doing a lot of covers and pinups uh, and commission work lately. And I can't say too much about the covers, but I've done, um, you know, haha number one. I did a variant for that. Um, I breathed the body from Aftershock. Did a variant for that. Um, I've got a few more coming out soon. Yeah. You did a. You also did a variant cover for a Little Bird, if I remember correct. Is that right? Yeah, that was kind of the first, to me, like my first big sort of break. Like, um, we had no idea how how good that title was going to be or how big you know that book was going to get. Um, it was just almost sheer luck. You know, we got it was. They were looking at ten different books they could put me and Mike Ruth on, and it just happened to be Little Bird, um, which was just you know so thankful for that. Yeah, that that book's been. Book. Yeah, it's an excellent book. It's awesome to uh, see you had a a very a beautiful variant cover in that as well. Um, yeah, here, it was quickly about that too is like me and Mike were the only ones who did variants for that. Mm-hmm. Two from Ian Bertram, and then me and Mike were the only guys who did uh, variant covers on that until the you know second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth you know printings came out. Then they were doing more. Uh, and very, your your variants are available in the uh, gorgeous hardcover collection of Little Bird, which I proudly have on myself at home. That's right. Yeah. Alfonso has joined us. You mentioned uh, I I breathed the body as well. Available at GothamCentralComics.com. dot com. Very Gotham Central. Yeah. Hey, Alfonso. Welcome. Hey. How's it going? Alfonso. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. I'm so to my camera here. We can see you. You really? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Hugh, how about you? What what have you been working on recently? Um, Well, I've been doing some variants too. Um, Mm -hmm. Working on a couple variants and stuff. I don't know if I can announce. Am I allowed to announce what I'm doing? I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can announce those. Maybe play it safe. Doing some stuff with Jack, um, Jillio, um, Dominion Jack, and. have some stuff going on like that. We also have another children's book coming out, uh, Red Barn Books. Um, and it's the story of Floris Ledoux. She was a trick writer. And um, it ties into like when the Calgary Stampede first started and all that kind of stuff too. So that's pretty cool. Um, we got, um, I got also um, Paper Rock Scissors. That campaign just finished. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm working on the fourth issue and want to get that done for summertime. And um, yeah. Busy man. And right now, Baby Yoda. (laughs) Right now, yeah, Baby Yoda. Just working away. Sam, how about you? When's when's Dominion Jack coming out? You? (laughs) When I get some stuff done. We're looking forward uh, to that. Uh, you know, uh, I've got to talk to Jack more about that. But there's a big surprise with that, but I can't say. But um, it's coming along awesome. Um, I'm really happy and excited about it. Um, Sam, I still need you to make one of them crazy dolls for me. Oh, <laughs> it's in the works, my friend. There's figures. It's it's in the works, my friend. Uh, the materials are got, in the I ether. Hit, so yeah, I gotta hit you up for that. You know, but um, yeah, 
just just you know just keeping busy working on keeping busy you know excellent Sam, how about you? You've got a lot of uh, things in the fire right now. What are some of the things you've been yeah, working on? Casey just mentioned uh, Cauldron, which came back from the printers. Uh, was it yesterday, uh, Casey, that uh, Shane unloaded uh, boxes and boxes of Cauldron magazine ready to ship? Yeah, a couple of days ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, we're, we're really excited about that. Uh, folks can, uh, uh, yeah, go to cauldronmagazine.com just to keep up with that, or if they want to uh, order uh, the latest issue or any of the back issues, they can go over to raid.world, uh, where they can also pick up, hot off the press, uh, Ballyskillen, my contemporary fantasy series with uh, mm-hmm. co-creator Andrew Dorland, featuring augmented reality animation as part of the story. So very, very proud of this and very, very proud of how... Uh, Andrew, uh, my studio mate at uh, Raid, has been pushing the envelope of uh, how we define comics. He's also an animator, so uh, the fact that we're using augmented reality to enhance the storytelling, not just as a novelty. So uh, Mm. uh, basically it's about a uh, washed-up bartender who loses his pub in a bet and becomes the human agent of a hidden fairy community. So there's even one sequence where, you know, you look at it through your phone, through the phone camera, and uh, you can see who's a, a hidden fairy character. So oh, kind wow. of neat little uh, storytelling things like that. And uh, coming up on Kickstarter, my webcomic, uh, collecting uh, fan fiction and fandomonium single issues, uh, the collected volume of pop culture parody comics is going to be called fandemic and uh yeah go over to uh, kickstarter and look up fandemic it's pandemic with an f basically very nice you're a beast alfonso uh give us a little rundown of some of the things you've been working on and and things we can look forward to hey absolutely yes um, before anything i want to Oh. Hello to everybody. I can see the package on Twitter. Um, Hugh in the center. Hugh in the center doing mighty work like always. It's amazing. Uh, Sam Noir, of course. Uh, great knowledge, great photos, great updates all the time. We have that. Uh, of course, I don't have the, the, the <laughs> I don't have the, the, the honor to, to meet him, but I'm so happy to be with this great lineup of uh, guys around here, especially right now here at the CK Expo, the virtual CK Expo. This is the second one, right? Or something like that. I'm not sure. Anyway. It's <laughs> nice to meet you too, Alfonso. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. What I've been working on, I've been working on a little bit of everything, though. I've mm-hmm. been in um, doing a little bit of everything from creating the new stories, uh, doing continuation of the current stories that we have, and, of course, um, uh, keep going uh, on, on the printing part, right? Um, for the ones that they don't know, um, I do run Studio Comics Press, that is the independent publishing company. Uh, we're based on Kitchener-Waterloo right here, right on the heart of Kitchener-Waterloo at the Frederick Mall. And basically what we have is a, um, a comic book store that is um, most likely dedicated to support independent artists from... Uh, the creation of the comics, to printing, to uh, publishing, to all in between. Um, I got the honor, I got the honor a few times to actually print uh, number one of Cauldron Magazine uh, when they started. I'm so happy to 
to, to say that I'm so happy to see that the, the, the project that the Cauldron Magazine is going going uh, wild, and I'm so so happy. That's to awesome. See that. mm-hmm. Yes, and so, given yeah. the the fact that the topic is uh, making comics for folks out there that want to make their own comics, they have a one stop shop in which to uh, print, publish, and even sell their comics at That's Studio awesome. Comics Press. That's right. Online as well. What correct? a great idea. Yes, yes. Uh, right now, uh, due to due to this uh, pandemic uh, uh, restrictions and all the stuff that we have to take care of, of course, we've been uh, taking some certain precautions and, of course, we've been um, doing some few changes around here. But overall, we still uh, uh, we still in, in, in moving. We're still moving. We're still producing. Uh, we're still active in there. I mean, not as uh, much. It's, it's a little bit complicated for me to be uh, online uh, again uh, as much as I used to before. Right now, there's another set of activities that comes with, uh, you know, having a, a, an actual business. Hmm. <laughs> uh, that it comes to, uh, of course, like checking on the specifics that you have to uh, worry about before uh, going online and start publishing stuff. But uh, overall, in, in, when it comes to the, the, the activities, but printing uh, and, and things that we are uh, producing, we still like going going strong. We're going forward. It is, this is fantastic. Uh, and is that, I don't know, for artists, I have seen a lot of artists producing even more and more stuff, and that fills my heart with joy. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's been, it's been a good year for that aspect of creating. Everyone's been inspired and putting out whatever project they wanted to do. They're using Kickstarter to, to reach people. So it is really nice. And everyone seems to be getting their projects funded for the most part. So that's really exciting as well. Um, Dax, how about you? What are, what are you working on? I know you've got a weekly webcomic. Why don't you tell us about that? Yes, sure. Um, first off, when it was, I kind of liked it when the screen was really big because I was really getting into Casey's uh, whites there on the, the highlights. Just killing it. Um, uh, yeah, so I do, I do a webcomic called Forest Folk, and it's basically my homage or throwback to the morning comic strip kind of stuff you do in the newspaper, right? So it, it's, uh, I remember growing up with that kind of stuff, and, and that was like super inspirational to me and pinning them up on the wall and whatnot, and and uh, so it was one of my influences in, in, in my art career. So uh, when kind of the stars aligned... There it is. That's a drawing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the stars aligned um, and I was able to kind of get get out of my own head, I was able to start up that webcomic. And it's been going for almost, I think it's five years now. So long time, long time going. Just having fun with it. That's great. So a question for everybody. Again, we'll go, we'll go down the line. But you all, what you have in common is making comics, but your approach to making comics and the type of things that you work on are all slightly different in the way that you publish it. And, and for instance, in, in Dax's case, you do something weekly. So um, for, for Dax, in, in the case of Forest Folk, you're delivering a weekly installment of uh, Philbert the Fox and Thomas the Sketching Elf. Uh, what, what have been the challenges or benefits for you of building an audience in that form of storytelling? Right. Well, I mean... Originally, originally it wasn't about building an audience. Like five years ago, it was just kind of, like I said, about getting out of my head. I'm sure most artists have been there. When it's getting your own IP and doing your own thing, like work is one thing. But when it comes to creating your own you know, idea and putting it out there, uh, I, I suffered something, which all of us probably have at some point, called like, uh, uh, what is it, 
paralysis by analysis. So just overanalyzing your own stuff and not thinking it's good enough to get out there or ready enough to get out there. And through uh, speaking with some friends and kind of uh, colleagues at the time and stuff, the, the whirlwind ended up just saying, okay, just put something out there. And I was like, you know what? I think I can manage doing one page of a comic a week. We'll start there and see how it goes. So as I started doing that, I just literally, and I'm terrible with the tech stuff. So I was like, okay, I'll make like a, a dot com later. I don't have that yet. I'll, I'll do a Facebook page because I have a Facebook account. So I'll make a Facebook page. So I started posting there. You know, and at about issue or page 30 or 40, I probably got, I bought a dot com and then made uh, attached to a Tumblr. So I've got like the forcefulcomic.com. And from there, it's just, you know, like I, I haven't really, I mean, I engage with the fans that that message and the ones that are really into it. I, I love talking to them, but I've never really been kind of out there like trying to say, hey, make sure you read this, make sure you read this. I just kind of put it up for me and people have like enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't actually know how big the fan base is for it or if they're <laughs> appreciating it or whatever, but the ones that, speak and like the comic do so i'm happy with that that's that's great and you're about to embark in an, on a new journey uh to bring force folks to force folk uh to print aren't you dax yeah i'm so excited i was in talks with uh, raid for about two years now and when i joined them uh ramon came up to me and, and he was like you know we want to get into this publishing thing and we think that it'd be cool you know because he knew i was interested in, in publishing it and i just hadn't got around to doing the kickstarter on my own and stuff like that and so I said, yeah, I'd love to be a part of that. It'd be great. So we're kind of coming in and, you know, going in this general direction of uh, making the Kickstarter for Forest Folk, which I believe is in the middle of May we're launching, Sam. We're working yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah, mid-May. So all folks have to do on. is head over to uh, Kickstarter and type in Forest Folk in the search bar. And, uh, yeah, they'll get the pre-launch page where they can get notified upon, uh, upon launch. And while you're at it, search pandemic uh, as well and uh, get notified with that as well. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and that's a, a good re- launch there in May. That's a good reminder too, Dax, to, uh, for people that may be watching that first you have to enjoy what you're doing for you. Mm-hmm. And the rest will kind of fall into place. Because if you're, I think, chasing to be a crowd pleaser, it might become much more that paralysis might sit in even more than just doing what you love. And no, now, now for you, it's coming together. So that's great. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really cool feeling to have, because uh, I've, you know, you spend your whole life as drawing and as an artist and stuff, and I've never actually had anything printed that's mine. You know what I mean? Like, this will be the first thing that's my IP, and I can hold a book and say, hey, look, this is mine. You know, so it's, it's, a, it's a really cool experience. I just hope the Kickstarter goes well. Fingers crossed. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes, but... Uh, I'm I'm feeling positive about it. So the the response so far has been really good. So we'll yeah, see. That's great. Yeah. Uh, in the case of of Sam and Casey, you guys have collaborated together and and with a few other people through Cauldron and some of your other books. Uh, doing something like an anthology like uh, Cauldron, what were some of the the pros and the learning curves of getting a book like that together when you have so many moving parts, but there's so much talent as well to kind of organize and go through when you're putting together something like that. Cause I know for a lot of people, anthologies is something that they, they consider more and more doing. Yeah, I guess I can, um, I think we've learned a lot each issue. Like we've, we've kind of, <laughs> you know, just by doing you, you, you encounter errors and, and problems that you have to solve kind of on the fly. And we've tried to, we've tried to solve them and then, bring those solutions into each subsequent issue. 
And like you say, there's a lot of people in the project. Like that's one of the difficulties is getting everybody, um, you know, kind of working at the same time and getting all the, all the stuff in and getting it all to spec, like working at a magazine size is even kind of a difficult transition for mm -hmm. some, mm -hmm. um, cause everyone's working at different sizes or working digitally and you got to make sure the, the, uh, proportions are right. And there's all kinds of things like that. And, you know, like watching your bleeds and there's all kinds of little things on the editing publishing side of it. Um, and it's going through a lot of hands too. Like we're all kind of looking at it and trying to make sure we're putting out the best product we can. Mm -hmm. Um, we've learned a lot along the way. I'm sure Sam wants to elaborate on that. But. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, well, basically, my advice for those uh, looking to start uh, making comics is to uh, start with an anthology, start with a short comic, start with two pages, four pages, one page, five page, eight pages, something bite-sized that you can feel accomplished uh, by, by creating a, a satisfying beginning middle and end in short form that you actually get done. I, I talk to a lot of folks with aspirations for comics and... All they want to do uh, often is, oh, here's my idea for a 500-page graphic novel or a 12-volume graphic novel series. But uh, it's it's like a marathon, right? You gotta mm -hmm. you gotta start small. Uh, you gotta start, you know, with a 1K, a 2K, a 5K before you do a marathon. So uh, the wonderful thing is, there's a lot of anthologies out there, including uh, locally here in Toronto. Uh, Toronto Comics Anthology was uh, one of the, the wonderful ones, and it's uh, partly uh, one of the anthologies I got my start in, along with Monstrosity, uh, Steampunk Originals, Hogtown Horror. There's a bunch more, but uh, these days you can go online uh, when you're starting off. Even if you're a writer who's searching for an artist, often uh, these anthologies will uh, pair you off and uh, give you editorial input too, mm -hmm. which is important. It'll give you a community. Community. For me, that's the most important thing. Uh, finding that tribe, finding that community online or in person that uh, supports you, much like you guys here are my tribe. Like we've been on the circuit together forever. And uh, actually, Dax uh, is now. Uh, well, I'm I'm now a member of uh, Raid Studio. Uh, Dax, do you have uh, anything to? To say in terms of how joining a collective or a studio mm -hmm. has helped you uh, in in the process of making comics? Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. I mean, I joined Raid about two years ago, but I'm, I'm a satellite uh, uh, member because I live in in Welland, uh, Niagara Falls area, and they're Toronto, obviously. So before the pandemic, I would go up quite often for meetings and hangouts and stuff like that. But of course, since the pandemic, it's been kind of hard. But um, I mean, just being around, I mean, all you know is being around that, that many creatives, you know, it just kind of washes over you and kind of makes you, it gives you ideas for certain things and you can bounce ideas off of certain people. And, and then of course, with my insecurities about doing a Kickstarter on my own, not knowing how to like, how do I get all that started to technically, you know, like uh, what, what hoops do I have to jump through to make that happen? Uh, that kind of stuff tends, that's my weakness, that's my kryptonite. So I kind of tend to go, oh boy, pump the brakes. Hmm. But of course, with all those people there, you know, giving you tips and pointers and helping. And of course, even like Sam is playing a huge role in this Kickstarter with Raid, um, helping set it up because of his experience. And it's just, I can't say enough about it. It's, it's an incredible help for sure. 
so you guys would 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 agree for the most part that being part of a, a collective, whether it's Raid or another studio, or even in your case, uh, Alfonso with Studio Comics um, Press, the the support that you're getting from people is really what will, what could make the the make or break it for a lot of these uh, aspirational creators, right? Having that support system behind you and kind of showing you here are some of the pitfalls and things you can avoid is so much more helpful than just trying to go into it on your own. And, and, and or even 100% absolutely, right? Yes. Yeah. It, it's, it's, or it's even the family you, you create too, right? Yeah. You, you can create a, a family. Uh, I think Casey, uh, uh, you pretty much had a second life in comics, shall we say, mm-hmm. once you joined Calden, right? Uh, finding that tribe, so to speak. Finding, finding yeah. uh, uh, the family that we've kind of created around Calden. Well, Artist Alley kind of does that too, right? You start kind of finding, finding like minds. And like, like I was saying before, it's a very inclusive, supportive community. So um, if you're willing and you put yourself out there, I mean, it's, you know, everybody wants to kind of help each other and put out good products and, and see more work being produced. So it's just, it's just kind of like putting in the work and networking and, and marketing and putting yourself out there. And it, it is, it is, uh, for the first time you do it, it, it is it is kind of scary, but I think it's like half the battle is just doing the work, and then, like you say, it'll take care of itself. Like you know, you just. But I know you were you were struggling prior to to that. You had a comics project uh, where you were trying your best to do, I guess, what you thought was traditional comics in terms of black and white uh, uh, yeah. line art, shall we say? Yeah. But then uh, coming over to Cauldron, having a short format in which to play with, uh, you got to bring in your classical painting uh, uh, training, which I think uh, brought you to a whole new level in terms of creating and finding your own voice in comics. Yeah, that kind of goes back to what you were saying before. Yeah, I would, it's true. Like I jumped into kind of a big project and, you know, kind of, kind of ended up quitting that project in a way because it was just, yeah, not going how I, how I hoped and, I was kind of learning so much on the fly, but you know, if you're doing a big project and you're just starting out, it's, it's like your, your style may change so much and you have to kind of keep the book consistent. Um, you know, there was a lot of problems there and it was a learning experience. Every, like just doing it is, is you learn so much just by trying things and doing things. But Cauldron, yeah, was that perfect opportunity to experiment and like kind of like step back and like try these shorter little experiments and, and see what felt right and, and get my, feet wet more with uh, storytelling and and how I wanted to play with ink and you know all those kind of things and and you know telling a story putting a page together uh, all that stuff learned a lot learned a lot during culture still learning <laughs> yeah that that and that's the, I think the key for people to remember is that first time out might be uh, growing pains you got to just work oh, yeah. through that first and then it, the next time around you'll you'll get that line better or that dialogue better if you're if you're a writer. Uh, Hugh, I, I have a question for you. When I think of your art yes, style, sir. it makes me it makes me think of classic superhero comics that I, I would immediately want to buy the book based off of your almost uh, movie poster like art that you create. It's very uh, full of energy. It's got that kinetic dynamic style, but you adapted recently something different to uh, the rock paper scissors and stuff war, which is for a younger reader. But it deals with mature, somewhat mature themes in the sense that they're serious topics that people kind of, you know, it's a great gateway for children to learn about some, you know, world issues. How did you adapt what would be more of like that 
superhero muscular bound style to something catered to kids so that they could you know read and, and follow along well um you know first and foremost like blues writing is just amazing so it just brought out a lot you know and talking with lou and stuff like that and where he was going with the book and stuff like that um you know, being paper, rock, scissors, and, and the kind of style that we were looking for. Like, the dynamic, the energy that I bring is um, into paper, rock, scissors. It's like the same if I was, like, doing Dominion Jack, if I was doing anything else. It's only a different style or a different approach in, in, in the look of the book. But the energy is still the same for me. Like, I always, I like movement. I like things to move. I like... I like dynamics. I like energy. I like playing with camera angles. I want people when they're looking at the pages to feel inside the page or looking at a pinup to feel like they're in the moment, you know? So when I, when I do, when I do stuff, I always have it in my mind. I always say, I don't try to, I don't, I don't try to draw. I try to capture moments. You know what I'm saying? So when I draw, I'm always trying to think about the moment. Like what's the moment and what and the energy behind that, you know? And then I'm also looking at this, like what's the storytelling that I'm trying to pull off here? Because every camera angle that you use, every dynamics that you use, you're saying something to the reader, right? And so that's that becomes very important, you know. So you know how when you do your establishing shot, like sometimes you're doing an establishing shot, say of a city, right? And, you know, everybody or, uh, or a building or something and everybody might have just a straight on nice shot and beautiful in the buildings and everything like that. But it's like, say it's an, an, an asylum, you know, an insane asylum or something like that. You're establishing an establishing shot. What I might do is I might crop it on an angle. You know what I'm saying? I have everything on that angle. You're and trying to bring right in the emotion. Yeah, yeah, so right away your mind goes, oh, something's off there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just by changing the camera angle and doing something, you know? Right. You know, look at like old, like Alfred Hitchcock movies and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? He was mm. crazy for that. You know, doing these very obscure angles, right? For for stuff because it makes your mind look, oh, something's off there. You know what I'm saying? So mm. even in your camera angles, you're telling a story. You know, and that's just that's just what I want to, to try to bring from drawing. It's like it's yeah, there's the dialogue, but I try to look at it as like, man, I have I ha people have to read this without a dialogue, mm. right? Right, right. So, so that's yeah. that's even harder, right? So it, that's when all your tricks come into play: camera angles, everything comes into play. Your understanding of perspective, dynamic energy, all that stuff comes into play, right? Right. So. Whenever I'm looking at a script, I'm always like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Pretend I have to, I can't translate this and say, oh, well, his words are going to say, tell that. You know what I'm saying? I got to try to make sure that I'm getting across what he's saying, even without the words, you know? Right. So that's how I look, right? That's how I approach my dynamics. And it doesn't matter if it's rock, paper, scissors, or the Smurfs. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it just doesn't matter. Like, my approach is always the same. Right. Only the style is just something different. That's all cosmetic. But when it comes to the fundamental storytelling attributes, that's what I'm, I'm always focusing on. Whether it doesn't matter whether it's Rock, Paper, Scissors or Dominion Jack or Spider-Man or whatever, you know? Right. 
So I guess well, it's it, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say that's really cool because I mean, I, I got to give respect to the the different styles too, and like I mean, that's no easy feat. Uh, I, I'm from an animation background, and I kind of. I used to love comics, drew comics as a kid. You know what I mean? I started off like being down that route and then I went to animation and when I came out of animation, I tried to do comic style stuff and I, that's like a, oof. you know, I basically just said, well, no, I'm going, I'm going in this direction and stayed with it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's impressive to be able to do multiple styles like that. Um, yeah. I just lean into well, when I feel comic good. Books, comic, comic books. I sometimes I don't think people give comic books like, you know, people see the finished artwork and stuff like that, but they don't, sometimes they don't realize just how much goes into doing comic book storytelling. Like, you have an 11 oh, yeah. by 17 page, and you're reading this, this script, and the guy's like, okay, he, he jumps through the church window, and the pews are, yeah. da, 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 and the guy turns around, and he fires two shots, and he dunks the shot while he whips the boomerang, and the guy, whatever, like, and, and yeah. that's the first page. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you, yeah. Gotta you gotta get it all in there. So you're a director, choreographer, lighting, action, background. So what ends up happening is as you get better, you start to realize when you're breaking up the script, okay, what is the most relevant thing on the page? And you want to try to get that the most dynamic. And then everything else flows through that, right? So I'll read a script and then I'll look at like box number five and like, oh, money shot right there. So right away, I'm just like, okay, that's going to go right here, and I just square, you know, and then I'll work backwards. So sometimes it's not like panel one, panel two, and then I'm just working like that. Sometimes I'm I'm working on what I know, oh, oh that's the money shot, and then I'm working other things around it. So everybody has their different approaches, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think that's probably a good approach for beginners. Like there, It seems like there's a lot of people here in the chat wanting to start comics, but that's a really good base, I would say, to, to listen to right there is, really read the script and, and, and think of your on a per page basis where the, the money shot is, you know, and, mm. and think about if you want to make that big on the page or if you intentionally want to make that small, but really intense or whatever you want to do. But it does. Don't think of it as everything is the same. One, two, three, four, five, finish the page next. That'll help you big time change. Go from like mediocre to to better stuff for sure. But even your even your panel and your style of panel. Mm. Is, is pushing the mover, right? Right, oh, sure. So, you you know, like, we have our tradi- the traditional, you know, the traditional six box, da, 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 but, okay, well, now, if you notice, you're seeing, like, even more dynamics in paneling, you know what I'm saying? Where your stuff is shooting off in different mm-hmm. directions and you're doing things because it's how can you engage the reader and get them inside the action? And sometimes when you want to move with a lot of action, even your paneling is going to help you to do that, right? For sure. So yeah. even just going down to how you box your stuff out, that that all takes that all makes a you know a statement to your storytelling. You know what right. I'm saying? So. so it'd be important, I guess, for people who are either um, artists or even writers, but mainly artists, because I think they can become bogged down in the details of the story that they're telling. If it's a if it's a time mm-hmm. if it's a timepiece type of story or uh, there's there's very specific things of them perhaps having a certain type of armor or whatever the case may be. It's more important to remember uh, that it has to feel right than necessarily look perfect. Not that p- pretty pictures don't matter, but the feeling that you uh, bring out of your art is what really needs to connect with the reader for the story to be told. No matter how pretty, you, it's not a matter of you've got to be Jim Lee good to start a comic book. 
You've got to be able to. I do have a few things. Um, I mean, myself in my case here at uh, Studio Com Express, um, I do have the opportunity to interact with a lot of new new and upcoming artists. That yeah. They are looking to put together their first work. They have no idea how to approach the whole thing. What it? What I need to, to print it out? What do I need to start it up? I have a really good script. I won't lie. When when of DC before COVID, <laughs> I used to have two or three <laughs> two or three people working here a week at least uh, with their pages like in their hands, saying like, "This is my comic. This is my script. What do I do? What's the next step?" Right? Mm-hmm. And at that point, I mean, you can see uh, the, the one thing that I before I, I go to that point. Uh, one thing that we have to understand at the end of the day is that comic books, wanted, believe it or not, or wanted or not, it's a piece of entertainment, right? So uh, it's, it's a piece of an entertainment. It has evolved right now into a massive uh, commercial uh, stage that we are right now. And, and I want to think, in, in a sense, or I want to say that this trickle down 10 or 11 years ago when uh, uh, finally uh, Disney bought this Marvel thing, and 10 years ago, 11 years ago, we didn't thought that this is the, the repercussions, right? We were like, as a fans, as a comic book creator's fans, or people that they were involved in the business, we were more like against to the whole idea that have a major hand put the creator's creativity out in the market, right? So 10 years later, here we are, six guys sitting down talking about how to make a comic. That's something that maybe couldn't happen 10 years ago if it wasn't for all the movies, if it wasn't mm. for all the Spider-Mans, if it wasn't for all the Ant-Mans and all the stuff that it has created. The reality has created a mass media uh, uh, um, medium of form of entertainment, right? The comic books has become that. Um, with that being said, in my end, uh, one thing that I can uh, notice and I can see is that with that opening of a new form of entertainment that is comic books, it has opened also to the artists to give them the opportunity to create their own art at, at their own will, right? Now you can sit down, create your own art um, with thanks to social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and whatever other ones that I'm missing. Um, now you can publish your comic book online. In three days, you will be able to do it. I don't want to go into the quality of things or maybe the content of things, right? Because that's a completely different story. That's a completely different uh, group of, of, of ideas that it has to be discussed, maybe a different one. But starting off your comic book, it's, it's just as easy as that, right? Like if you want to start up and see what people really think about your script, your uh, artwork, your um, uh, pages, uh, it's just as easy as that. You can publish yourself. Um, with the publishing button hmm. underneath on any social media, and then there you are, right? Mm-hmm. So how far you want to go? That, that would be the next question that I will ask them to, to, to most of the people that walk in. How far do you want to go? How, what do you want to do? You want to see it on print? You want to see it on, on a graphic novel? You want to see it on, on, on what, what's your next stage, right? That's something that, that the artists, they need to be ready before they actually jump to that stage, though. It's not that, okay, you want to do a comic, here is the comic, it's going to cost you $5 a piece, and, and then here's the table for Comic-Con here. There, hmm. now you're a comic book artist. I bet you're going to sit down, that guy on a Comic-Con, yeah, with, with their handsome books, but scared like like, like everything, right? <laughs> because at the end of the day, comic book creator is, it, it is like that, right? And I have faced that that stage too. I have seen some cases what happened in that, in that end, right? So... 
uh, when creating comic books, what I always say is always kind of like a little bit of balance. Uh, that we have to really understand where do you really want to go when you are putting together a comic book. Um, have a really clear vision of, of what exactly is what you want to do. Fortunately, we're talking about here with like so many artists that they have already an experience and a career that mm. they know exactly what exactly are their goals. The guys that they don't know, they're trying to figure it out, how to start it up, where to put it up. Um, one thing that I can tell you, don't be afraid. That would be the first step that I always say. Don't be afraid mm. to publish your stuff. Grab your pages, show it to as many people that they that, that you can, you want. Um, publish as many draws that you that you want uh, to make sure that, that, that you are getting out, right? Like you are putting your, your work out. Um, that's that's as easy as that, right? The, the next stage on that, that will be like, now you have to identify exactly how far you are, right? You want to be a part of that. Because I, I have seen, I have places where, where I see like, I want to I wanna be a comic book creator, but I want to be a comic book creator for Marvel. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. you want to be a comic book creator for Marvel, it doesn't matter how handsome you you you, you are or, or, or how good you, you work on the, the, the special effects. At the end of the day, Marvel has a this line of specific uh, uh, rules and, 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 and you know settings that you have to follow in order for you to become to that part, right? Mm-hmm. And as uh, uh, Sam was mentioning right up here, <laughs> it, um, we're a pack. Like all the independent comic, uh, independent artists, we're kind of like a pack that that we interact with each other. We know exactly what everybody's working on it, and then we kind of like feed with each other's uh, 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 content, right? So uh, I know that the, we, we collaborate all the time with, with each other's artists and stuff like that, and that's a different medium. Again, we need to like really identify what kind of artists we want to go, because then maybe some viewers right now, they are maybe watching, and they their, their, their dreams is to become a comic book. They want to draw Spider-Man, mm-hmm. right? And then we are telling them, no, you guys, you know, you do this, you do that. And then it might not be, it might not be uh, uh, getting to the clarity of it, right? And right. there might be another set of artists that they might be more involved in the sense of like, yeah, I want to put together my whole comic book. I want the whole thing to put together. And that's when, when it comes more interactive in the whole thing. And, and, and I'd, uh, I'd love to see more and more and more artists coming with this idea. Just don't be afraid to put your ideas out. That is the main thing. So, Alfonso, a question for you again. With Studio uh, Studio Comics Press, Sam had mentioned before that it's kind of like a one-stop shop for those who want to print and publish and create their own uh, comic book line, if you will. Can you give us a little bit of a rundown in a little more detail maybe of what people can, if they come to Studio, press, uh, Studio Comics Press, what is it that they can find to their advantage there by, by coming to your shop? I, I will say this as, as simple as this. Studio Comics Press is, is, an, is an open house for every comic book creator who wants to come uh, to, to here. They have the doors open. I think I'm, 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 I'm very, very proud to say that um, I have really good relationship with many comic book creators uh, around the GTA in Canada, fortunately um, from other countries as well, as well as many of you, that I have worked successfully with all of them. And... All these, all these, all these uh, situations, or all, every comic that I print, or every comic book that I help someone to print, uh, for me is first of all a challenge to make sure that the product that comes out from here, it comes out one hundred percent on the quality of it that they are expecting, right? 
that will be the first thing, right? If you come here and say, I want a book uh, it has to be printed in certain conditions, in certain format. I want the cover to be flipped backwards, this size, this much, with uh, so many pages that they smell like strawberry. I can make it a problem. <laughs> right? It might, it might not be uh, as, as close as your pocket, as your, as your uh, uh, budget, but we can do it, right? So they, we have the access to, to, to the product, to, to the means to, to put it together, right? Um, number two, every book that I put together, like I mentioned, with certain challenges, like I, to, like I told you, it gives me a learning experience. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's every book that I do, I learn, uh, not only from the artist, but I learn from the, the writer. I learn from, from, this, from this person that also enrich uh, the weight and, and, the, and, and the form that we can actually put it out. So then for me, it's always learning. Every work that comes right here for me, it's a learning activity, and, and I always take that learning upon and make it, make it better, right? Right. What you can and we should also we should also add that uh, you you Alfonso are part yes. of the print on demand digital comics printing revolution. We no longer have uh, a barrier for you uh, folks out there to print two thousand offset. They can just go to you and say, Alfonso, I, I only need a short run of comics. I need 20 copies. I need 50 copies. I need 100 copies. And because you have your, your I, I always call it the magic box, uh, the <laughs> giant magic box with a, with a turtle. I think there's a little turtle inside, like in a little uh, chisel that chisels it. And uh, next thing you know, it pokes out uh, a completed comic. That's how it works, right? Your yeah. magic box. You should see the new magic box. Hey, 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 Sam, did you see the new magic box? This one has a rhino. <laughs> awesome. Guys, thank you so much. I got to jump in. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but this has been absolutely incredible. Eric, thank you so much for moderating. Thank you for having Remember, me. Game of Solitude podcast. Make sure to check it out. And uh, Sam, as always, it is a blast hanging out with you and chatting. And, and Dax, it was great to hear you. I've, I've never met you. Yeah, I know, Rob. It's uh, nice to meet you. I yeah, <laughs> <Virtual> handshake. <laughs> I love it. Um, Alfonso, I'm going to keep you around for just a second, okay? No! Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> but again, Eric, Sam, Dax, thank you guys so much for thank being you guys. here. Thanks, guys. Have a Make great day. Crazy good. Thank you. Um, Happy to be here. Huge. Take care, guys. Nice to meet you guys. Great yeah. art, by the way. Everyone's Thanks. great. Thank you, guys. Love you See all, guys. Here. I miss you. <laughs>